Well, God bless you this evening. It's good to be able to share the word with you again tonight. Um, I, you know me, uh, well, most of you who know me know that I love Christmas time. But, you know, I just, God keeps reminding me every Christmas, but this one again, that we need to keep the purpose of Christmas. We need to keep our eyes focused on what Christmas is really all about. And, you know, it gets very easy to get caught up in all the stuff, all the, the things, but it's really about Jesus. And the thing I keep thinking is so important is that we remember that our children need to keep that in mind. The world is trying to um, get us to think it's all about Santa Claus. It's all about gift giving. It's all about getting together. It's all about the meal. It's about things. It's about the decorations. It's about the tree, but it's not. It's all about Jesus. And um, Tom and I got to go to um, Sight and Sound uh, last week. And, you know, just again, to, to, to see this amazing miracle that Jesus came to earth as a little baby to redeem us, that God gave his very best so that we could be children of God, so that we could come back into the family. And um, it's, it's just so important. I, I really encourage you to um, look, watch, some good, watch some good movies. There's a lot of funny stuff, and I get it for Christmas, but watch some good movies and help your kids really get the real purpose for Christmas. It's about salvation. It's about Jesus. It's about him coming to earth and being our Savior and our Lord. We needed a Savior, and that's why he came. Um, seeing what's going on in the world around us, the perversion, the murder, the sadness, the waiting for the rapture of the church, it's important that we don't lose sight of the joy of the Christmas season, the reason. Our, it's our Savior has been born. He's our Redeemer. He's our salvation. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And he's coming back to rule and reign in righteousness and justice. I can't wait. Can you? But at the same time, we need to keep that joy in our hearts even now as we uh, live on this earth. Since he came the first time, we are sure that he will come the second time because he himself said it. I was thinking about that the other day. You know, you know Jesus doesn't lie, right? He didn't. Everything he wrote in the word is truth. And he himself wrote that he's coming back that he's going to receive us to himself, that he's going to bring us to the Father. So we can trust it. We believe it. We know that it's true. And sometimes it's hard to keep that in our uh, thoughts because we see all that's going on around us, and, and it gets so discouraging sometimes. But just remember, 
if he said it, it's going to happen. He is coming back. All of the prophecies of his first coming are intertwined with the prophecies of his second coming. You know what that means? That means <laughs> as sure as he came the first time, he's coming back. You know, there's a whole um, theology that says um, that it's all, the first time was literal. Everything that happened when Jesus came the first time was literal. I mean, you could look at it and say, oh my goodness, how could those prophets have known that? They didn't, but the Holy Spirit inspired them to write that. But the same way it was all very literal for his first coming, it's going to be very literal for his second coming. And the theology is that, well, this time it's all figurative, that it's, it's not going to happen exactly like that. It's just all figurative. It's not. It's literal. And he is coming back the second time. Well, let's not forget the joy of his birth. It is a wonderful life in Jesus. Other things can distract from the joy of Christmas. Decorating, shopping, baking, preparing for guests. Sometimes you have to just stop and, and focus again on the fact that Jesus came as a baby and that he came for you and for me, God gave him as a gift on, on the first Christmas. Our foundation scripture is Luke 2, verse 8 through 14. I'm just going to read it from the um, New King James. And it says, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. It's great joy, and it's good tidings, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Again, you know, Tom talked about it on Sunday, but this is uh, the shepherds were the lowest of the low, and the angels appeared to them, and God shows himself to them. And it just reminds us again, God loves each one of us. He loves us for who we are. He's not looking for the high and the mighty. He's not looking for, you know, even middle class. He is looking for anyone as low or as high as we are, he has offered us a plan of salvation. Job 19, 25 through 27, I'm reading this from the Amplified 2015, says, 
And this is Job speaking, for I know that my Redeemer and Vindicator lives. And at last, he will take his stand upon the earth. Here, look, this is one of the earliest patriarchs of the, in the Bible. And he says, at the last, he will take his stand upon the earth. See, everything the Bible says goes from Jesus' first coming to Jesus' second coming. Even after my mortal skin is destroyed by death, yet from my immortal flesh, I will see God. How does that sound? We will see God in our immortal flesh, whom I, even I, will see for myself, and my eyes will see him, and not another. My heart faints within me. It is such good news. It is such great news that his heart fainted within him. He was going to see his redeemer, his savior, his vindicator. John 10.10 in the uh, New King James says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So according to John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus comes that we can have abundant life. In the Amplified 2015, it says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came, Jesus came, that we may have and enjoy life. So not just have life, not just live through this life, not just make it through, but enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. He doesn't just, Daddy doesn't want us to just have life. He's giving it to us to overflowing. Now, the cup filled is for you. The overflow is for others. And that's what he wants. He wants it to the full till it overflows. So it's not just blessing you. Yes, we have a wonderful life in Jesus. It's not just for you. It's for all those around you. The overflow so that we can be a blessing. We can be blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed with an abundant life so that we can bless others. As a Christian, life shouldn't be the same as a non-Christian. Why? Because we are in the kingdom of God. We are ambassadors. We actually are citizens of a different world, right? The kingdom of God. We see what's going on in the world, the economy, the wars, the oppression, the plans of the ungodly, but we're in daddy's hands and he's protecting us. Remember how important you are to daddy. He sent his best for you. Jesus as a baby to show us life and to ultimately give that life for our salvation. That is what Christmas 
is all about. That is why we can say it's a wonderful life in Jesus. Now, there's such a demonic, I call it a philosophy, a theology these days going on from the elites of this world system from, uh, that says that humans are the problem, that we're the ones who are the problem for this earth. This earth would be better off without humans. Excuse me? This earth was created for humans. Why? Because Daddy loved us and gave us this beautiful earth for us to enjoy. That we are the problems, that we are useless, that we're unwanted. The devil has always wanted to destroy God's gems, the favorites of his creation, his special creation, which is mankind. That's what God has always planned for the human race. And the devil has always wanted to take that away, to make humans think that they're nothing, that they don't matter, that it's not about them. But God says it is. And he said so in such a way that he sent his only son to redeem humankind. It's amazing. What a story. The sides of the conflict, to me, are getting clearer and clearer. God is love. The devil is hate. God wants abundant life for his kids. The devil wants to enslave humankind, wants to destroy humankind, wants to um, make us think that we are nothing. In fact, we're the problem. And God says, no, you're not. I came to give you abundant life. Remember, it's a wonderful life in Jesus. So what makes this life so wonderful? For, well, I'm just going to go over a few things tonight that make the Christian life the best life ever. So one of them is that we have a good shepherd. And again, this is Jesus talking, John 10. We just read John 10, 10. Now we're going to read John 10, 11. It says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Aren't you glad that the good shepherd isn't out for his own good? He's out for the good of the sheep. John 10, 14 through 15. Now I'm going to read from the Amplified 2015. It says, I am the good shepherd, and I know without any doubt those who are my own. Ooh, don't you love that? I know without any doubt those who are my own. And my own know me and have a deep personal relationship with me. I'm telling you, the Amplified Bible sometimes will just blow you away. But this is what the, the Greek means. They have a deep, personal relationship with me. Even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, this is Jesus talking, and I laid down my very own life, sacrificing it, 
for the benefit of the sheep. Here's the other way you can tell who's the devil and where Jesus is. Jesus lays down his life. He's, he's humble. He, uh, Philippians 2 will just tell you about his humility, how he lays down his life. He gives everything, and that's how daddy is too, right? Gives his best. The devil will take. He will take everything he can from you. He's not there to give. And when you look at the uh, philosophy of the world system, it's the same thing. The politicians who come just to take, who come to, to have power, Jesus lays down his life. He gives it all for the sake of his people. We have a good shepherd. We have a good shepherd. So what exactly is the job of a shepherd? Well, he feeds, he guides, he shields, he protects the sheep. He watches over them, he cares for them. I'm just going to look at Psalm 23 from the Amplified Classic, and um, it's going to tell you exactly what the shepherd does, right? The Lord is my shepherd to feed, to guide, to shield me. I don't lack. I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. He refreshes, restores my life, myself. See, the shepherd gives and gives and gives. He provides every need. The, the, need for, the need for food, the need for rest, the need for drink. He is there to provide. He's there to shield. He's there to guide. He refreshes. He restores my life. He leads me in the paths of righteousness, uprightness, right standing with him. Not for, his, not for my earning it, it's not about me. It's not about what I've done, what I did. It's about him. Not for my earning it, but for his name's sake. Why is he so good to us? Because he is good. Because he is love. Because that's who he is and what he does, right? Yes. Though I walk through the deep, Sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil, for you are with me. So we don't even have to fear or be afraid. We are in his protective, loving care, even when we are walking through very, very difficult times. He is there. He's leading. He's guiding us. He's comforting us. Your rod to protect, your staff to guide, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. See, people, this isn't heaven that we're talking about because we don't have enemies in heaven. He's preparing a table now in the presence of our enemies. The enemy sees God providing for us. You anoint my head with oil. 
my brimming cup runs over. Surely, or only, did you hear that? Surely, or only, goodness, mercy, unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. Are you saying that? Are you saying that tonight? Are you saying that when you're running through hard times? Surely, or only, goodness, mercy, unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And through the length of my days, the house of the Lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place. So on this, in this life right now, this wonderful life in Jesus, and throughout all eternity, he's going to be our shelter, our shield. He's going to be our, our, the, our life, our presence. The point isn't that a child of God doesn't have any troubles. It's who walks with them through every trial. You know, I mean, I, you know, Tom and I, we've had trouble. We've had sorrow. We've had uh, bad things happen. But it's who walks with you. And you don't run away from the shepherd. You, you shelter in his arms even more. You, you allow his Holy Spirit to comfort and to just be there for you and to, to help you through the difficulties. The, um, it is a wonderful life in Jesus. Look at John 16, 33 in the Amplified Classic. John 16, 33. I have told you these things. I love the way Jesus does this, right? Not only Jesus himself, but the prophets, the, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the epistles. I have told you these things. Why? So that in me you may have perfect peace. See, if you, and confidence, <laughs> if you know ahead of time what's going to happen, and we don't know specifically every day and hour of our lives, but we see what's going on, we say, oh, that's right. He, he said this was going to happen. We can be, have peace and confidence. In the world, we have tribulation and trials, distress, frustration. Come on, people. You haven't had some distress and frustration, disappointments, but we can be of good cheer. We can take courage. We can be confident, certain, undaunted, undaunted, unafraid. Why? Jesus has overcome the world. You understand that when he rose from the dead, he had power over the, the most important thing that, that mankind has ever feared, death. Jesus took the power over death. He conquered it so that anything and everything on this world is overcome by him. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. See, Jesus didn't need it. Jesus Christ did not need to conquer all of this. He conquered it for us so that we could overcome in this world. 
Um, there's a really cool Psalm 32, verse 5 through 8. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic. And um, it again, it's just showing you his presence with us helps us to overcome in every circumstance and situation. The Amplified Classic, Psalm 32, 5 through 8. I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord continually, unfolding the past till all is told. Then you instantly forgave me the guilt and iniquity of my sin. Selah, pause, calmly think of that. For the forgiveness, let everyone who is godly pray. Pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely, when the great waters of trial overflow, they shall not reach the spirit in him. See, the waters come against us, but they don't reach the spirit in us. You are a hiding place for me. You, Lord, preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs and shouts of deliverance. Pause. Sila. Pause. And calmly think of that. Then he says, I, the Lord, will instruct you, teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Oh, it's a wonderful life in Jesus. We have a good shepherd who watches over us and a loving daddy who counsels, instructs, and guides us. Psalm 92, 12 through 13, I'm reading from the Amplified 2015. It says, blessed with wisdom and prosperity is the man whom you discipline and instruct, O Lord, and whom you teach from your law that you may grant him power to calm himself and find peace in the days of adversity. Did you get that? It's through his instruction, his teaching, that we find the power to calm ourselves in the day of adversity until the pit is dug for the wicked and the ungodly. Sometimes it might look to you like evil is winning, but he's not, it's not. It's not winning. It will at the end, in the end, bow its knee to the name of Jesus. I always say the enemy is very intimidating. He's big, he's loud, he's like Goliath. 40 days he stands up and he points his finger at the Israelites and he says, you know what? There's not one there that can stand against me. I am big. I am strong. I am powerful. And David comes along and says, yeah, but you know what? I come in the name of the Lord of hosts. And your head is coming off today. See, the enemy wants to just intimidate you, wants you to, to cringe and, and to bow and to say, oh, you know, I can't win this, but God says, no, I'm going to instruct you. I'm going to teach you from my word. You, I, Jesus has overcome, and he's given us the power and the ability to overcome. It is a wonderful life in Jesus. 
On top of that, being our shepherd, being our counselor, he's also given us his Holy Spirit to live on the inside of us. In John 14, 16 and 17, the Amplified 2015, Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. Jesus was the helper when he was on the earth. He helped his disciples. He helped those who followed him. But he was going to send another helper, one who could live inside each one of us who makes Jesus the Lord of our life. Another helper, a comforter, an advocate, an intercessor, a counselor, a strengthener, a standby to be with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came that, um, descended on the, the disciples that were in the upper room that day, he birthed the church and the, the Spirit of God from that day forward lives on the inside of every person who makes Jesus the Lord of your, his life. He's our comforter. He's our advocate. He's our intercessor. He's our counselor. He's our strengthener. He's our standby. Wow. It's a wonderful life. If you've made Jesus the Lord and Savior, now, um, the other uh, Sunday when we were um, taking communion, I just, I really got a glimpse of the whole Passover thing and, and what it really means to us as born-again Christians. And I saw myself inside the, the uh, under the shelter of the Most High and his blood on the door so that the angel of death has to pass over and the lamb as we partake of the body on the inside and it's healing and bringing health to our bodies. And, and then it was really cool because Pastor Tom started talking about God making a provision, making a way. And I thought of as we're inside this shelter and he's making a way through the Red Sea. He's making a way through the wilderness. He is providing manna, providing water, providing healing. He's bringing us through the Jordan River. And then he gives us the victory over every enemy. I'm telling you, it is a wonderful life in Jesus so I just encourage you, if you haven't really surrendered your heart, surrendered your life to Jesus, you need to do that. Do that this Christmas season. Make him the Lord, the Savior of your life. He wants to make your life abundant. He wants to give you abundance. He wants to give you peace, joy, Strength, health. He wants to be everything for you. 
I just want to pray tonight, even you who have made Jesus the Lord of your life, just surrender to him. Father, thank you. Your word is amazing. And you really have given us a wonderful life in Jesus. I pray that you continue to open our eyes to see truth, to see all that you have done for us, to not be intimidated by the enemy or allow him to steal, kill, or destroy in our lives, in the lives of the people around us. We want that overflow that just pours out on people, our, our neighbors, our friends, our family members. Lord, we want them to see you for who you really are, the amazing, amazing, amazing Savior. Thank you. We're so grateful. You are so good to us. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, tonight, maybe you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life. It is such a simple thing. Jesus says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's not complicated like religion has made it seem. It is just calling out to him and asking him to be your Lord, to be your Savior. I'm going to lead you in a very simple prayer. And if you pray it and mean it in your heart, the Bible says, if we confess with our mouth, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. So I'm just going to say the prayer, repeat it after me. Believe it in your heart. Jesus, I believe that you came to earth to save me. I believe you died on the cross as a sinless sacrifice for me. I believe you rose on the third day and that you're now seated in heaven with my Father God. Thank you. Today, I make you my Lord, my Savior. I receive you into my heart in Jesus' name. Amen. If you made that decision tonight, congratulations. It's the best decision you will ever make. And I, um, we would love to just send you a little package. It's about uh, to help you in your newfound faith. Um, you just contact us with what's on the screen right there. And, um, you know, we're just, we're, what a great time. Christmas 2023 to make Jesus the Lord of your life, to become a member of the family of God. It's amazing. Well, I want to bless you from the word of God tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. The Bible says the Lord bless you and keep you, protect you, sustain you, and guard you. The Lord make his face shine upon you with favor and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance, his face upon you with divine approval and give you peace, a tranquil heart and life. We confess that we are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors, we are 
greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. We are blessed to be a blessing. Thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. Hope to see you on Sunday at the 9 or 11 service.